Um, Bam, we're live. Uh, it was a little weird. <laughs> I think it's where's James Sprague? James James Sprague is coming. He is on his way. Sevon, what are you doing over there? Are you getting your sword on? Pretty much. I'm just chilling. I'm just. I'm, I got tired of this game shit. Went and visited some friends. <laughs> Okay, guys. Well, welcome. Here we go. The end of uh, day one, event two. Right off the bat, Jr. Let's start with you. Is there did anything jump out at you? Were you surprised by anything? Let's start with the teams. Um, no, not really. I think everything kind of uh, panned out the way I saw it. Um, I do defer a little bit to Andrew on some teams. Some of the teams that I know personally seem to do pretty well on the lift. Um, Shoe Fly was there, did pretty well. Obviously, we know about Mayhem doing well. Um, but I definitely want to get to that event, too, which is, I know, kind of like maybe a hot topic we want to discuss with the uh, possible appeal for the result of workout, too. The, t- the chest of bars you're talking about, right? Correct. Yeah, those uh, those were not very good. And I mean, in, in my uh, my point of view, is it's really easy to fix that. Just don't count them, right? And I, I, don't under- I, I just don't understand, like, what the judge is doing in that situation where they're letting those things go. I mean, every single competition has some sort of synchro something, and chest to bar is rather common, or toes to bar. And then all you do is say, no, no, no. <laughs> and then the Wait, team- wait, wait. Tell me. Sorry, guys. Sorry to interrupt, Andrew. I didn't, I didn't watch any of the events. I just oh, got off that last podcast and just started pouring Tito's and soda. What? So, so what happened? Well, what's the issue? I'm, I'm, I'm sensing some hesitancy when I heard Jr. say um, uh, he's going to defer to Hiller. I'm like, oh shit, that means that there's a lot of no reps that need to be called out. James, good morning. What's up, gentlemen? How we doing? James. Hey, James. How are you? I'm doing all right, boys. What are we up to today? Hiller's you know, just breaking out. Talk about everything you want to talk about. What's up oh. with you? Let's go. Well, my, my last five days have been just eating lots of candy and uh and chilling out, bro. I don't have candy my of online. choice is what? What's the candy of choice? Dude, I have a lot of things. I go those nerd gummy clusters. I do these uh Scandinavian swimmers from Trader Joe's. You're gonna need to be uh, careful. Savon's gonna kill you. I was gonna you say James you precedent here. We can't be screwing around while uh, I'm on the watch here. We know no, no sugar. I know I, sugar. What is I it? asked it the question and then I nipped it in the butt. I was like, uh oh, seven's gonna get pissed. <laughs> so Hillary America. Take- We've Hiller, run off what, sugar. Hiller, what were those bats about at the last one? You were getting a ton of them. You just started on it on the team event. What's going on? Yeah, I, I have a feeling that as we were broadcasting that event, that was like what was happening because I needed to backtrack a little bit. So I bet that in that exact moment in time, the and you know what? I know that's factual because I had a screenshot of it sent to me so I can go back and look at it. But the Robins are in full effect. The Mayhem team and team, what was it? Camo uh, Athletics CrossFit. Camo Athletics CrossFit was getting a handful of synchronized chest of bars to count that shouldn't have been counting. And at one point in time, they stopped. And right as they stopped, it appeared that the male athlete was un- unable to do a chest of bar. So the judge finally called a no rep. But three or four of the reps previous to those also did not count, as well as the ensuing two or three reps that they did after the break. And that allowed them to apparently, and it, it, you don't really know for sure, but it does appear that they then took the event win over Mayhem Independence. So in the grand scheme of things, Mayhem Independence is still winning. They have won, they won the first event. They took second on that event. So, so does it really matter? No, but when everyone's watching it, it looks really bad. Savan's raising his hand. What's up? <laughs> Explain this to me. So what you're saying is that they were doing a synchro event and Angelo, what's the what? What are the ladies' name? Alexis and, and Sasha. 
and Luke right. Parker, their chests weren't touching the bar. The, the, independence team, the independence team was good to go. It was the opposing team that beat them that was having the issues. And, and what does that look like? Describe that to me. What does that look like when you're not synchro in your, uh, in your chest bar? So when you're going synchro, the pull-ups look like this. And when they're not going synchro, it, look, it ends up looking like this. It's like pop, 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 pop. And it's very easy to see. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, the chests, the chests were making contact, alternating, not even close to synchronized. Correct. How would you even count those then? Well, that's the issue. They shouldn't have counted. You would think that anybody with eyes would say, "No, those don't count." And that's the issue at hand. Is I'm sending you guys a link, and maybe Susan can throw it on the feed, and then Savannah will know exactly what we're talking about. So that'll come through eventually. Not if it's going to get us one of those strikes. Uh, Good job. Who, who, who ended up? Who ended up winning? They did. The team that was getting the no reps. It, it allowed oh. everyone, everybody got capped. They were capped plus seven with the victory. Mayhem Independence was capped plus eight, finishing second. So they got yeah. one more rep over Mayhem, probably because they were given those reps that they shouldn't have been given. Uh, James, did you see that event? I just watched uh, basically the final female heat and then a couple of the guys heats because I have a bunch of friends and the guys. Uh, I don't know if you just saw Nick Thomas. He's going to be sitting like third after day one, but he's a guy trading with here at home in Washington. And he's like shocking everyone on day one. It was pretty cool to watch, but I didn't see oh, the team. Was he in heat two and he finished real well in the over? Yes. Yeah. yeah he's, I, I, he actually yeah. just, this is like his first year back uh, in four years and he's kind of has a, similar story to Ricky and he's, he's coming back. He's such a humble dude. And you know, like it, it's really cool to see him back out. I'm super pumped for him. Wait a second. Let me see if I understand what's going on here. We were just talking about teams. I asked James, if he watching him, he switched it to the male individual and then told us about one of his friends who got busted for getting juiced up and who's now is doing good. <laughs> did, did, I, did, I, did I follow that? Right. Is that basically, what happened? That's basically. Wow. But. <laughs> that's why this show is number one. <laughs> on all networks, Nick, on all ratings. Nick is uh, a humble killer, man. Nick has come. What was the so substance? Far. Do you what remember? Do you know? Do you know the substance know. he was caught for? That's I don't always know, what I'm but about. I heard the story, and man, it, 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 he's a really good dude. And it's just it's it's hard to fathom what happened, but you never know. What was the what was the what's the public story? Uh, <laughs> Get a Miller. He had a, he had a pretty crazy crazy uh, girlfriend that kind of. No shit. Oh, she she spit tented semen semen into his mouth like that girl from Berkeley who got busted. Do you remember her? Do you remember that? that? Yes, I remember. That's a great question. But all I know is this man has been putting in work over the last four years, and he uh, he has not backed down to adversity, and I'm freaking excited for him. Good. So he's like a B-list Ricky Garrard because we don't know his name, but it could end up being a really good story. Oh, yeah. All right, Nick Thomas, right? Hey, listen to this. Squeaky clean James Sprague is backing this dude up. I, I give him a pass. I give him a pass. I, I swear on my everything, I've trained with this dude enough to know he's he's very legit. And so, he's he's helped me a lot in my journey too, man. Uh, I've competed with him like at, at little competitions the last couple years too. And he's he's just so strong mentally. It's been cool. He's rubbed off a lot on me. Uh, James, don't let him rub off on you. Don't kiss him or his girlfriend on the lips. I'm telling you, buddy. Not too close. Not too close. So let's put a bow on this team thing real quick before we move on to the individual. JR, do you think that there is a chance for them to uh, appeal what happened and then Mayhem will end up taking first in that event? 
the information I'm gathering here on site is saying that that there is no way to do that. Really? Because it would may it would mean that they would go back and essentially take reps away. And then if they did that, I, I just don't see how they would do it. I'm actually gonna make a video on this, but Ben Smith was say. talking yeah, I don't you don't say make a video on fucking everything. But in the Ben Smith most recent podcast, he was talking about the Panchik thing, and it was him and Panchik wandering around trying to get the rope taken care of. And they were there at 7.30 in the morning because they were told that they did not show up. So the event was at 7.30 a.m. And then they, the uh, briefing, the event was five hours later. So they didn't want to wake up. But they were told if they didn't wake up to go to the briefing, they would lose the chance to appeal an event. And that's something that we've all heard. But Ben Smith makes it rather clear that at no point has there ever been any sort of an appeal that will then be granted to them. So like, why did they, why would they show up? And they didn't show up the next day. Every athlete who's been in a CrossFit space who has tried to make an appeal has never been like given any sort of an inch, with the exception of like maybe Kara Webb overhead squatting on that two 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 three interval. I think that there was an adjustment made on that after the event, but other than that, there's really been nothing. Yeah, yeah I, I, mean, know. I think the same can be said for for online competition. The only one I know of specifically is Cedric's. Correct. Yeah. Add something to that. Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. They actually have an appeal process for like how how many scenarios they could change things, and they just choose not to. So I'm like, I I agree with what Smith and Panchik did, like not showing up. Like it's like, like you're really yeah. not going to get anything out of it. You can get like three more hours of sleep, and nothing changes, right? It's nuts. You, I mean, you know what the workout is. It's just down yeah. and back, climb the rope. Yep. Like, what are you going to miss out on other than yep. the fact that they're trying to shorten it and they didn't shorten it? until yep. this week and then they shortened it hey thanks guys so they, i'd like to just chime in one final thing sorry Susan. Uh, one final thing on this that rope thing in, in the more and more i think about it that it, it, it does not fall on anyone in my opinion other than crossfitting whoever's in charge of crossfitting of the crossfit game is at the end should stand up and man up and be like hey this is a this is a workout we told them to do this is a crossfit sanctioned event this is our responsibility we've been doing these events for years and just so you guys know, so that's where that's currently where I stand on this 100%. I'm not like I've, th- I've thought about it enough. I've heard I've heard it up to the sides. Just, that's just my opinion. I wanted to throw that out there. All right, so the appeal process basically doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I what haven't uploaded that clip for you. Or do you want to show that? Did you hey, hey, and, and, and at the end of the day, here's the thing too with Mayhem and, and, and that team. That's not that team's fault that the judge fucked that up. At the oh, end of yeah, the day, right. the Mayhem yeah. team, we've talked about this ad nauseum, that, that at the end of the day, you have to win the event, you have to beat the judges, you have to beat the other people's judges. Mayhem did what they needed to do, and they're probably still going to win the event, but now they got a second place on their record. They're no Tia Toomey. Okay. So, outside, uh, no, I won't be able to show that clip because I'd have to convert it and like upload it here. So maybe we'll have to uh, circle back around to that later. So let's start with the uh, women's, um, the women's individual event two here. Uh, James, any big surprises for you? Anything jump out at you? Um, just a couple of the the girls that are up and coming from the teenage division. Um, I think Shelby O'Neill and then Rebecca Fuselier. I don't know how to say her last name. Just a couple of young studs coming up and uh, crushing it. Like that, that last event, they, I think it was like a fourth and a fifth place for those two faith Ferguson as well. Can't leave her out. She's ahead of Daniel Brandon. Um, yeah, honestly, Brooke Wells coming back off her elbow story, shocking everyone, but two, two events today that could have been detrimental on an elbow, like 
but she <laughs> rose up and crushed. Yeah, JR, how big was this event for Brooke Wills coming back? We see a lot of overhead work, the handstand walk, the overhead squat. Was this kind of a comeback for, for her in the sense of getting back with that elbow? Yeah, I mean, I don't think there should be any reason to believe that she's not heading into day two with the most confidence she could possibly have. Going heavy overhead and then holding the bar overhead for, let's face it, probably two plus minutes of time, not counting the time under tension on the handstand walk. She's got to be feeling great about the way her elbow is holding up to this point. Yeah. Hiller, what do you think about that? Did you, uh, speaking of the no reps, did you catch that Daniel Brandon no rep right at the very end with the handstand walk there looking like it may have cost her the event win? It cost her the event win, but it should have because it was a good call on the judge's end, correct? Yeah. So walk us so, through what happened. I mean, she put her hands in front of the line and the judge called her back and the judge should have called her back. That's that's all we're asking for because if that would have happened on the team end of things like what we were talking about. It's likely Mayhem would have moved ahead, just like Brooke moved ahead of Daniel Brandon here. And it's always, I mean, it's the judge's job to call out things and they see things going the wrong way. And I would bet you that Daniel Brandon's not upset about it because she'll look at it and go, oh yeah, that was the right call. Now, looking at the uh, leaderboard here in the top five with these women, is there anybody that will that's here now that will not be here at the end of the weekend? Should we ask James? James, let's start with you. Oh man, I can't <laughs> are tell. You, are you, you can never tell much? anything, anything from day one. Like you, you can't tell crap. Obviously, like you're looking at who's consistent. Like, like that's a good sign. But also, like the events tomorrow are completely opposite of the events today. Um, we got like no weights tomorrow, no barbell. Um, a really short one, a really long one. While today's were just a lift and like a, a moderate um, kind of time domain, like that eight to twelve minute. Um, but I, I really don't think that you can tell anything yet. I think that these two girls in third and fourth are legit and they've come a long way. And I would love to see them stay up there. Yeah, especially those two I, young ones, Shelby Neal and Faith Ferguson, that you were saying there. Is this going to be their coming out party, so to speak? It, it sure could. It sure could. I mean, they haven't really had, I think both these ladies have been at semifinals uh, last year, but I think it was just their intro year, kind of like my year last year. It was like, get the feel for it, understand like, what the comp floor is and, and feel it out. And then once you have that confidence under your belt, it's like you can really take off. Yeah. JR, I, I got a good question, Susan. Can I jump in there? Um, when you mentioned their names, you ne- you mentioned, um, Shel- was it, was it Shelby? And you mentioned yes. another girl. I don't know who it is. And JR kind of pumped his fist. Who was that? And, wh- and wh- what's the deal with that JR? Why do you get excited about that second lady? Well, yeah, I mean, it's just really cool to see, um, Girls like Shelby, who, you know, have come and do my competition. She won this past year when the thumb took the victory. Um, and just getting to know Shelby a little bit over that weekend, she's one of the most humble and just real athletes I've really ever been around. And um, she actually told me after that competition, she wasn't sure what her plans were as far as this season went. She didn't know she was going to do the Open. She was possibly considering entering the military. So just seeing her decide to compete as fit as she was when I saw her in person it's just really cool to see her progress. And, and who was the other lady? Who was the other lady? Shelby was that, Neal? No, there was Shelby Rebecca. Neal and there was one more. Faith Rebecca at 11. Rebecca oh. Fuschwiller. Do you know her, JR? Uh, Fusier? No, I, I don't know her. You okay. should check. She has probably the best content I've seen on Instagram. She works – she's at the gym like 14 hours a day and she like – she posts her and her dog are like best friends and they do everything together. And I, bet, I bet they rack in some sponsor money that that dog's her main source of income. 
<laughs> who, is, who, who is that again, Sprague? What's her name? Uh, number 11, Rebecca. You know, growing up, I knew somebody whose dog had like 50,000 followers on Instagram and they would get money from it from free dog food for other dogs and shit. Wow. It's a real thing. That's funny. <laughs> That's heartwarming. Hiller, anything stand out for you with these uh, top five women here? Yeah, I got to bring this up is that I said that after the first two events, Brooke Wells may be in sixth or seventh and she's in first. And I knew that was going to be the case watching her do the clean complex. So I should go ahead and retract that statement saying that she looks totally dominant. <laughs> she's uh, she's going to end up doing real well this weekend. Does she come out of that first place spot? I don't think so. James, what about you? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, tomorrow is a completely different story. And, you know, Brooke, Brooke's been just so consistent in a lot of workouts over her career. So I don't count her out of anything. You don't count her out of the first place spot or you don't count her out of contending? Uh, the contending. I, I You can't say anything's locked up after the first day. You're right. Yep. Sydney Mikulishan looks like a fucking tank. Yep. She's yes. the future, baby. She's the future. Savon, you really like her. God, I love her. She's great. She, uh, she, she presents herself and performs on the field. It, there's a, I don't know, symmetry is not the right word, but yeah, she's she's the real deal. She puts in the hard work. She doesn't have the distractions in her life. You could say, you could say she's the James Sprague on the female side, and James Sprague is the male version of her. <laughs> Good-hearted. Uh, uh, young human. That's really nice. I don't know if you'll remember this. You actually, uh, you actually <laughs> mentioned her name on our last podcast, and it was pretty funny. I was probably trying to set you guys up. Yeah, that was that, that was a uh, that was pretty funny. <laughs> Jr., what about you? One and two here with Brooke and uh, Sydney. Is, are those spots moving at all? In your opinion? Yeah, I think there might be some movement after tomorrow. Remember, the legless rope climb workout is looming, and we should all kind of just hold our breath to make sure that none of the ladies, I would even say like in the top 10, don't have a major glaring weakness that could kind of shift the leaderboard. I don't really expect it from Brooke or Sydney, but I'm, I guarantee you there'll be someone up here towards the top that takes a big hit on that. If history serves, the people we should be looking for to move are possibly the people that finish the highest on the barbell complex or the people who finished the lower on the barb complex in the top 10. So you see a lot of movement sometimes with that being the lowest placing finish for an athlete or the highest placing finish for an athlete. Like just thinking about last week at syndicate, um, you know, uh, Mrs. McClellan um, doing really, really well day one, day two, and then something just happened day three and she ended up falling back. Yeah. Jay, are you at the event? Were you there? Yeah. How, how was the, how was it? What was it like? How was the attendance looking today? I will say uh, comparatively to all weekend last weekend, there seemed like there were a lot more people here today. Um, and, and for a Friday, that just tells me that there's probably going to be a lot more tomorrow and Sunday. Something that I'm not sure you guys could see um, talking about Daniel Brandon's no rep. Um, the judges are really, really tight this weekend. I know last weekend talking to Jason and some of the guys, you know, the judges were pretty tight on some specific movements like the wall ball reps, uh, maybe the GHD reps, but on the overhead squats, heats one, two, and three, males and females. I mean, lots of athletes getting no rep. High, high level athletes, big name athletes. I mean, no name, all of them. Yeah. Hillary, how much of that box that they had to stay in during the overhead squats, how much do you think that that affected them? Because I saw some people where they would power snatch it up and trying to balance that heaviest last bar. 
they would take a step right out of the box and immediately get no rep or have to have to take a couple steps back. And it seemed like it was throwing off a few of them towards the end. Are you saying they were power snatching it because they were afraid of squat snatching it and the box would become an issue? Or are you saying that they're getting no reps because the box is too small? Box is too small. I think the box is a good size. And I think that that might play into accuracy coordination component of the sport. So like, not only do you have the overhead squat bar, which, you know, you need to keep yourself in one spot and actually do the overhead squats the way you should, but now also you aren't allowed to move around. And I remember one of the things that was an issue in early day CrossFit was people catching a lift and running around with it and still having it count where Olympic weightlifters look at it and say, oh, that doesn't count. Like, that's so stupid. And that's probably a step in the right direction. And it's also great that the judges are calling it, which, yeah, they are. <laughs> They're calling yeah. a lot of stuff. I, I had I, in the comments section, it was like super, super. And I mentioned this last week and it was very steroidy where everyone's like, these people are all on steroids. I was like, all right, guys, just watch the fucking event. And then when I clicked on there, it seemed as if from the point in time that the team event went on all the way through like heat two of the individual females, everyone's like, the judges suck. The judges suck. And I'm like, you not see how many no reps are being called. You're so caught on that one instance. And it's like, that was one judge who made a mistake. Yes. And they shouldn't have done that. And it's good that it's being addressed, but like once it's addressed and it's out there, I'm sure the judge is going to be. They're probably going to see it on the internet. They'll go, fuck, I completely ruined everything. So they're never going to do it again, ever. They won't. They'll never make that mistake again, and that's the idea. Um, But where was I going with all this shit? Uh, Yeah, the the comment section needed to clear up a little bit. So I wonder what's going to happen next week. Like, what's the thing that I'm going to see? That Like, all right, guys, chill out. Yeah, James, was that, were those boxes a factor at all? I mean, we talked about it with the torque tank and trying to stay in your line and how that threw some people off trying to get it back. Was was that as much as a factor with these with the with with the boxes for you? Um, you know, there was no event where it was like really tight. Um, the the floor and your lane was pretty big for every event. Um, you know, the only one I had an issue with was on the lift. Like my I came I came off my platform. That was just a personal mistake, and I like I missed my my last split jerk because my foot slipped off. Um, but I I don't think that like everyone trains that can train in a tighter box or a tighter space, and you shouldn't be moving like like five feet in front, five feet in back. So it's you know it's not actually that big of a box. I think that it it shouldn't have like affected too much. So before we move on to the men, is there anything in the women we want to add here? Hiller, are you raising your hand? Or are you just checking the broken elbow? This is this is the good elbow. Oh, it's the good elbow. Okay. Yeah, this Love one's that. the busted elbow. You see. <laughs> yeah. I, I gotta point out this comment where it says this looks like an episode in the future when Savan has dementia but still demands a video feed. <laughs> it's pretty good. I know he can't read it. I thought that was pretty good. <laughs> Thank you, Mike M, for that uh, comment there. Okay, Jr. Anything else before we move on to the men here? Anything we want to add? Anything we didn't cover with these uh, women in the f- event too? Yeah, yeah, I think we should probably just stress that um, Bailey Rail, that 13th, I have a feeling is going to by far be her lowest finish of the weekend. Don't be surprised if like maybe she climbs up into into two by the end of the weekend. Is that what you were getting at with the lower end of the lift, probably scooting up? Okay. For sure. I thought so. And Danielle as well. So we're looking for Bailey Rail and Danielle to who start making their climb in day two. All right, so we'll move on to the uh, mid now. Let's start there. James, oh, wait, 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 sorry, sorry. One question: What, what place? I can't see because I'm on my phone. But what place did Danielle Brandon take in that? Second, the first one, or the second, the, the one? second, the second workout. 
Second. 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 Okay, and that's what we expected, right? The, the, she, she's the handstand walking master. Whether it's male, female, she is she's the top of the food chain in that in that movement. Is that correct? Yeah, it appeared like in that workout where Brooke really made her move was on the GHD cycle rate. Okay, and Brooke took first because we know there was 270 feet of handstand walks. Is that correct? In total, uh, yes, sounds right. Okay, and when, what we saw her do at the games was just ridiculous, right? She, I mean, she basically just ran away from the from the from the rest of the field. Yeah, she's good on her hands, that's for sure. That being Dale Brandon, yeah, they said that a bunch in the. It was pretty funny. It's like this girl can run on her hands. It didn't end up really looking like it played that much into it. Look, when I say something about an athlete and I'm asking for affirmation about their movement, and Matt Souza answers before you, Howell, you, Sprague, or you, Hiller, that means you three are fucking up. <laughs> Won't happen again. <laughs> Shit, guys, Savan's drunk. <laughs> he's getting angry. He's an angry he's getting, drunk. He's getting angry. <laughs> if, if you guys thought uh, Daniel Brandon's handstand walks were fast, you should see Tudor Magda's from last weekend. I don't know if you watched Event 4 from the Syndicate. He can run faster on his hands than a lot of guys can jog like, on their feet. It it's was impressive. It was impressive. Crazy. Do you yeah. guys remember uh, Matt Rattay? Mighty yes. Mouse Matt Rattay? Do you remember how fast that motherfucker was on his hands? Savan's <laughs> 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 yeah, missing it. We're finally talking about what he wanted to talk about. <laughs> hey, do you guys think uh, Brooke Wells absolutely destroyed those GHDs because for a while that's all the movement she had to practice? <laughs> uh, yeah, likely. She just did like – a thousand a week and now it's nothing for her to do 120 of them in a workout yeah i got that sympathy that like you could still do ghds apparently with a while you're healing from an elbow injury so that i think a guy in mayhem bit. actually did a thousand in a workout and then that was Dre strom did he do he did 20 a minute for an hour didn't he do that with wall balls too he did that 1500 or something Fuck Jeez. that one i don't know but <laughs> that's so nuts there's an athlete named Lauren Gonzalez who did who did like this crazy month where she would do things like that. It was like a thousand wall balls, a thousand thrusters, just things like that. I never understood how. Wow. Yeah, that's nuts. The 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 original person, uh, Jenny Orr, back. This is Hiller. You were still in your uh, dad's scrotum, uh, two thousand eight or nine. There was a, a lady on the L one team. She's still on the L one team. I think she's a flowmaster now, named Jenny Orr. And I remember she would be busting off like a thousand air squats, a thousand wall balls, shit like that. So let that. So be the known. next thing needs to be like a thousand deadlifts at three fifteen. Colton's, nice Colton's on that. Colton's on that. <laughs> Colton's on that. Colton will be doing that. Yeah. It'll be a daily practice. So moving on to the uh, to the men here. Unless you guys had anything else to add for the women. No, we're good. Clear. Okay, so individual men, uh, James. Let's start with you. Your boy, second place there. Oh, bro. I expected yeah. nothing less. Is that what we expect from uh, old uh, Dallin Pepper there? Is this just, just the beginning for him for his weekend? I, I didn't expect his lift to go that well. I thought I knew he'd hit 320, but I didn't, I didn't know if he had that 325 in him. Homeboy has been much more consistent. He's not just strong now, so he can do a little bit of everything. I mean, he's right behind me in running and in the pool now too, which is really scary. So, um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty nuts to see – his consistency. Um, and he tied me in training on workout three and I did pretty well on workout three at syndicate. So, um, expect a really good finish from him there tomorrow too. Um, so, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if Dallin comes out of this with a a dub, um, just knowing how consistent he is. And, you know, he, he plays his game so well on the floor. It's, it's pretty cool. 
that Jr. What do you what do you think about that? Saxon number one, Dallin Pepper number two. Are they just going to be trading blows this whole time? Are they moving out of those spots? Yeah, I think there's probably going to be a little bit of movement. Um, but I don't know. I mean, both of those being top fives to start start the weekend is pretty impressive to me. Um, James can probably speak to this a little more. I don't know specifically um, Dallin's so-called strength and weaknesses. If, is there going to be um, a workout that he's not really looking forward to or perhaps like a damage control workout later in the weekend? Based on what I saw at Wadapalooza, it doesn't look like he has any of those kind of holes. However, his rope climbs. Uh, well, he tied me in that rope climb workout. Like I said, like he yes. he's really good at that stuff. Like um, the only one that like I'm excited to see him get redemption on is workout four because it's long cardio aerobic. Like you know, it's not that he sucked at that stuff in the past, but he's gotten a lot better at it. Um, like if you just look at like the quarterfinals, um, where the long workout with the wall balls, shuttle runs, rope climbs, like similar to that. Like he he like was like tenth in that in the quarterfinals. Like and I'm like. Dude, you should never be getting tenth in that. And um, so he's he will do well in everything here. I watched him test that workout five in training. It was insane, psycho to watch. Um, yeah, I really don't think there's anything slowing him down. That's he still has his lock screen as his uh, sixth place from last year, which <laughs> I I did the same thing with mine already. I was just like, I need to change this. Um, let me see if I can pull it up. But I'm just like, I need something to to get me some fire fuel for next year so i put that right. up there <laughs> and um just like defining moments he has that stuff on the lock screen so he's hungry james james i know we don't have dallin on here we should probably ask him himself but you hear these stories of someone like matt fraser who did a run and took last place and then all he did for the next year was he joined a high school track team and runs his ass off or you hear miko stalo locking himself in a closet every morning you know, and, and just hitting the fucking rower, or you hear people getting on the assault bike and selling their soul every morning. And you train with Dallin down there with Matt Torres and that, and that brute strength crew. Did you see any of that? Um, uh, like almost insane OCD type of shift in Dallin, like, okay, I'm going to build this engine. And then the second part to that, isn't that interesting? You have Dallin who's built, who looks like superficially like a tank, a brick shit house, like the Hulk who's at the top of the heap here and you have Saxon who looks a little more svelte. I mean, I, I mean, he's still yoked as shit, but, but I mean, he's, he's doing putting up 325. What do you think about those two different body types? But first, what did you see in Dallin's training? Um, what do I see in Dallin's training? I mean, you know, he's always trained really hard and, and showed up and, and, and never really, you know, he doesn't really have bad training days, which is insane. Like I've seen in the like five years that I've known him and trained with him, um obviously we haven't been together every day but i've seen like one or two days where he's like had a really bad day where a lot of competitors like will have like a day every couple weeks where they're just like shit the bed on everything and they feel like their world's falling apart um it's because dallin is so locked in to crossfit like he this is an example like if i ever ask him to come over to my house in florida it's like nah dude i'm comfortable in my house and i recover better here so he'll never come over and like that was a tough thing for me as a friend because i'm like damn, he just doesn't want to hang out. But I'm, then I'm like, as a competitor, I understand it. Cause I'm like, he, he only recovers well at his house. So I'm like, that's, that's something like, he's just very in this sport to be good. Now you have to be selfish and you have to like, that's why a lot of people like don't want to hang out with CrossFitters. And um, like, I tell my girlfriend <laughs> this all the time, like, how do you, how do you put up with my shit? Like, I'm like, this would be so annoying. Like, like me going to bed early and me like skipping dates to go to the gym. Like, it's like, 
like he does that and he is the how do i say it? like he's he's the epitome of he's sacrifice focused. he's dialed in he's yeah dialed epitome in. of sacrifice he's he's really good at just like putting everything else to the side and saying this is my one focus and he did that all year this year J- jr is there anything else on this uh the leaderboard here between dallin and saxon that we need to know any surprises that you think will jump out at us uh from anybody else on this top five uh, i mean just one maybe not a surprise just something that really made me raise an eyebrow today during event two and maybe this is something like we talked about this morning what does being proven what are you guys around- talking about hey, like- hey. 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 Uh, the Olympics? What's, what sport are we talking hydroxy cut games what are we looking at here dave what do you think about these uh these uh these semifinals so far what's your take on all this what's that <laughs> what is uh the events today have you been following is that the online before? qualifier <laughs> no this no. is the semifinal the mac well good talking to you guys i had fun i'm gonna give it back to your ringleader damn nice <laughs> talking thanks, to you thanks, dave. do you I guys just my- hang out Zavon? I had my one. No, no, I don't even know what the fuck he's doing here. Someone call the police. <laughs> oh, well, that was cool. See you later, Dave. Thanks, Evan. Now, now hey, do the same thing with Greg. Just like throw your neck thing on Greg. It could be. It could be. It could be any second. Actually, it could be any second. Sure, okay, I, I apologize. <laughs> I apologize. I defer to my leader. I defer to my leader. Go on. Speak oh, on, Susa. Have at it. Throwing me off here. Okay, so. <laughs> Hiller, what about you? Any surprises on this leaderboard? Are we surprised to still see uh, Luis Oscar up there in the top five? Will he? You know, I was just going to bring that up, and it'll be interesting to see where he's at after the next one, and then after the next one, and then after the next one, and then when the weekend's over, because he finished first and twelfth isn't that far off. And like, if you look at the top times, he's right there. I mean, if he would have taken seventh, he'd probably be sitting and he'd be rather close to Dallin if he would have taken seventh and seventh was only 30 seconds away. So he's doing pretty good. And then as far as every, all right, I really like commenting on the comment section because I'm just in there reading them all. And everyone's talking about how Noah's washed up and like, he took third on the second event and he just missed a couple of lifts. Like, I don't know why people are all like Noah's washed up. No, I don't think so. I think he's probably going to finish top five on the rest of the workouts and everyone's going to, you know, no, nobody, everyone's going to eat crow as they say. He's, <laughs> He'll be right there towards the top when it's all said and done. JR, what's your take? I saw some people in the lovely comment section saying Noah Noah came out too hot. Do you do you agree with that, or do you think that was a good a good event for him? No, I mean definitely looked like a good event for him. I'm pretty sure his 50 GHDs were uh, minute 21. That's very <laughs> very very fast. Um, however, you know obviously he's used to doing them that speed in training. Um, where I was a little bit surprised was how early he started breaking up the handstand walk. That's kind of where Saxon started making his move. He did the 90 foot unbroken. Noah went 30, 30, 30 um, before that barbell. And that's where we kind of saw the the end of the workout take shape that last round. So what James, you- have you ever done a hundred for time GHD setups? Uh, I did. I think I've done 150 and I, it was like, I did right around like 33 to 35 a minute. I don't remember my time though. Got it. So you would have been pretty close to a minute 20. Dude, no, that cycle speed. No, that's yeah, rather. I, I, I did hear that they crazy. standardized the GHD setup this weekend, oh. or like the the seat, the hip placement on the GHD. Wait, wait, gotcha. wait, explain that to me, Hiller. What do you mean? So Adrian Conway put out a post the other day about 
And you, you can go look at people like uh, who's the train of think tank female athlete where they're, if this is the GHD pad and this is where your hips are supposed to be like it, per the level one seminar, her so hips were not on top of, but they were over here on this pad. So that essentially your torso leans over the top of it. And it's like, you're doing a glorified GH or a glorified at bat setup. And there was a bunch of ruckus about how much easier those are. And I would agree that they are easier. But the thing that I was trying to tell everybody is that as long as you're touching the ground or the pad, and then you're touching the foot pads, then it's a repetition. But apparently this weekend, they switched this standard where you're not allowed to have your hips on this side of the pad. You have to have them on this side of the pad. But I, I haven't had more clarification than that thus far, other than you weren't allowed to have your hips over here arching your body over the top of the pad, which I do think is probably all for the best. James, what do you think of that? Does that make a difference in your training? How do you train? You see, you, you can do them both ways and they're both going to tax different muscles. It's like, okay, what's another movement? You can row leg dominant or you can row lat dominant. Like you can change up the way you row and based on what the other movements paired with the workout are. Um, like if you're involved in CrossFit and you know what, what is coming up at hand in the workout, like, Honestly, like it doesn't make the GHD setup easier. It's just going to tax a different part of your body. Um, well, because I've done both versions, it's not like the GHD just gets easier. Um, I think having your knees bent and like that kind of that like raw thing. Yeah, the more flexion position. Like I don't know how to describe it. It makes it a little bit easier on your core and harder on your legs. Um, so like if you have a a combo where you need your core more, like I would do that kind of like knee flexion bent position. Um, and if you have a workout where like you need to save your legs a little bit more and your core doesn't matter, um, then you can kind of be more extended, but you know, I think it's cool, whatever they decide to do with it, make a standard. Um, but I do think they've been really tough with the no reps on those GHDs. Like I got, I got like 12 no reps on those GHDs. Um, what were yours for? The, they said my hands were going outside the line of the poles. Um, that's and, common. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I looked back at the video and some of them that they know rep, they were inside the poles. And then some of the reps they gave me that were good were outside of the poles. So it's just inconsistent. Um, and like Hiller, I sent you a video of my friend Dex's muscle ups where he was just completely yeah, locked out. Yeah, that was out. bad. Dex Hopkins. Yeah. And it's just, it's just, man, it's never going to get better until I feel like they start paying the judges. I, I don't know, but it's just, it's, Ever since I've been in a sport, it's only I've been in a short sport for a short time. It's just hasn't been consistent. Yeah, um, Jr. What do you think about that with the GHD? Any opinion? You think it's a good call? Yeah, I mean, I just wish they would make it the same for all levels of CrossFit competition. So whether they do it in quarterfinals, semifinals, or the games. Last year at the games, they told us if you could envision imaginary point at the topmost part of the pad, you had to be sitting behind that line. And that's the only way you can do it. And ours were med ball GHD sit-ups. So, mm -hmm. you know, it. I know they told Jason the same thing at the game. So I just wish they would do that at all levels. Just consistency. Um, looking at the leaderboard here, Tyler Christopher, what, what are we thinking? Is this is he going to make his move tomorrow? Um, do we like him in the fourth place there? Are we surprised by this? Uh, I, think you know, has, I think if he has all top sevens, he's going to qualify. You know, if, he, if seventh is his lowest finish, then I, I, don't, I don't see where the guys, you know, behind him are going to win multiple events and i don't see that the guys you know in in front of him are going to do anything to to change that yeah i actually go ahead James. did the math oh sorry go for it matt no 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 you go you go you did the math i, I was doing the math last year um kind of like a brian friend analysis it was uh 
of all the semis, like what did you have to take on average in each workout? And it was something like 8.5. So you could take an eighth in each workout in all semis. This was for every semi um, that had took five people. So the Europe and the, um, the North America, and you could take 8.5. So if you were an eighth, you were great. So you're saying he's still got a chance. You're saying there's a uh, chance. James, 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 this is your first time on the show, and you don't do anything like Brian. So pipe down with that comparison. I, oh, okay. I'm, not <laughs> I'm not Brian. This is my second time, Savon. Did you get our memory? Did you forget our uh, yeah, memory? yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, I have dementia. I have dementia. I'm so sorry. Second is your second time. I apologize. Compare yourself to Brian all you want. My bad. I, 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 I retract that. I didn't save your phone number, man. When you texted me, I was like, who's this hillbilly in my You asked. <laughs> this hillbilly. <laughs> <laughs> you, you saw you saw it was a California area code and you panicked. You're like, what the fuck? The commies eight, are coming. Eight zero five is California. Yes, yes, Santa okay, Barbara. I thought that was a scammer, man. I've been getting too many <laughs> scam calls. I've won like twenty free cruises so far, man. <laughs> Jr. Using your uh, lifting analysis, Spencer's on the way up too. So like, he finished sixteenth in the lift and then fourth on the midline workout. So is is he going to be one of those people who's going to inch his way up? Yeah, I mean, honestly, honestly, I look at seven, eight, nine, and ten because or, uh, Jake Berman. Yeah, I look at I look at I look at seven, eight, nine, ten, and I look at those finishes from eleventh to nineteenth, and knowing what's coming for the rest of the weekend, I I think all those guys have a big potential to climb. You know, I don't know Nick Thomas like James does. I know he's vouching for his fitness and everything, um, and obviously, I don't know Luis very well at all. But I do expect those guys from from seven to 10 to climb. Do you guys think uh, Luis will be Matt's, Matt's new guy? Did you guys hear him over the commentary where he had uh, skipped class to come and train with him? And, uh, and he was kind of catching some attention by Mr. Frazier there. James, what do you think? You think he's going to take him under the wing? I don't, think has, I don't think Matt has time for any more people. I, I was at dinner with him on Sunday night and this guy is so busy. It's crazy. He, but he still makes time for everything he loves. I, I would be surprised to see him take any more people like under his wing that he like trains in uh, at his home or like has even remotely close to him. Um, but you know, it could, it could be, it would be in his best interest to keep picking up these young guys and build HWPO for the future. But if he were to pick someone up, I think next on his list is uh tutor Magda. I think he strictly uh, <laughs> recruits out of James Townsend's gym. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> they actually, I think they got along James Townsend and Matt Fraser. I, they did. They had, they had a little talk. Someone sent me yeah. photos. But hey, man, Tudor, that that kid, man. Woo. Hey, you know, I Woo. trained with him. I started CrossFit with him here in uh, Issaquah, Washington. And the first thing I ever saw him do was 100 ring muscle-ups when he was like 12 years old. And I <laughs> thought he was like superhuman. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yes, yes. Nuts. And he's that strong, huh? I didn't know he could do that, but I knew he was strong. <laughs> he snatched 300 like two years ago. I remember. Um, oh yeah. And like, we've just, he's like one of my best friends. The kid is awesome. And he's like, he's like calling me after this competition. He's like, what is an agent? How do, what do I, what do I need one of these for? And I'm like, trust me, you need an agent, bro. You're, you're going to the CrossFit games. And it was, it was really cute. Cause he's like, so clueless about all this. And I'm like, dude, you're big time now. Let's go. Cool. JR, were there a lot of other athletes that had competed last weekend that were there this weekend? Like, did you see Scott Pancheck floating around? Was he there with a pair of like hedge trimmers to get the ropes just in case uh, anything was going to miss this weekend? Yeah, I did see him in the VIP, but I, I saw a lot of athletes. I saw um, Christine Kohlenbrander. I saw obviously Tia's here. 
Um, yeah, there's a lot of athletes that competed last weekend. And Tia's already back in the United States. Correct. That's quick. What What do you think they're doing there? What are they doing there? They got athletes there. They just like to hang out, intimidate the other ones going through competition. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think Tia's even told us that her and Brooke's relationship is pretty special. They have a pretty close bond and obviously they're training partners. So you got John Colty, you've got Brooke. I mean, you've got um, Saxon. So you've got really all of her daily training partners. I think it's cool that she wants to show up and support them. Yeah. Hiller, what do you think about that? Is that too much pressure on them? Too much pressure on who? The athletes. They got all everybody else walking around. They got their oh, no. I, I think they spent a little bit too much. So like similar to last week, how we were talking about how they spent too much time panning the crowd and not watching yeah. the athletes. Well, you got Rich Fronin breathing down your neck while you're over there. You know you're the third team. They want to go three teams to the game. He's oh, no. There's, there's, I, the, the, I don't know. I think that... I think that the pressure would almost be in showing up every day and keeping up with the mayhem team every single day. I think that they're almost just used to it at this point. Like there is basically working out somewhere else with Froning still breathing down their necks. But what I was bringing up right there is that they show Tia for half the event sitting in the crowd with Shane while everyone else is working out. Like they have two cameras, right? One of them was showing Brooke and the other one just showing Tia standing there laughing the entire time. They got to get their money, dude, because those are the views. Man. Yeah, they got to get their money. Everyone's got to get, get their money. How to get those visuals. James, what's that? Hey, I was impressed. I was impressed. Sorry to interrupt. I was impressed. I, at one point, I clicked on the um, the men's heat, and there were 25, 24, 25,000 live viewers. What was the highest number of viewers you guys saw? Did you guys ever look at that metric? 21. So you beat me. Yeah, I saw 24, 24, 5, I think. At which rate do you just think it's fake? Do you think it's conflated? Do you think people are just kind of throw, they're paying for their viewers? <laughs> no, no. I think YouTube is actually one of the only I honest ones. I think, yeah, yeah, okay. James, what's that mean for you when you're competing to have to have everybody in your corner? Family, oh, there, man. everything else. Yeah, I couldn't do it without my people. I think that uh, my dad's been at literally every competition with me. So it's like when I hear, I don't hear much while I'm competing besides his voice, which is like, I can pick out his voice in the stands um, and that's like about it. But I think that like at this level now, you you need people who understand what you're doing and um, will respect your downtime and um, just keep you grounded when uh, you're going through emotional highs or emotional lows. Like it's, it's, it's pretty big time in the sport just knowing like you have people to fall back on and hold your bags or um, feed, make your food or, or put you to bed like a mama. Uh, who knows? But, um, but Susan, yeah, Susan, I think it's a double-edged sword. Wait. I think on one hand, James is uh, extremely fortunate to have one of the pr- pr- sounds like one of the greatest. And just from the little bit, I know fathers who's, who's, who's walked on this planet, just seen the relationship from the little bit that I've gleaned is, is amazing. And, and, and I hope to have that with my sons. But on the other hand, the pressure on James, no matter how much he says it's not there to please his dad, is uh, it, it, it's crazy, right? I mean, it's it's like uh, no matter he, – he could say he's doing it all for himself. He could say it doesn't affect him. But at the end of the day, if James ever stands on that podium at the CrossFit Games, he's going to just walk right off and hand that medal to his dad. And uh, – it's it's a, it's a double-edged sword, I think. What do you think, James? You all, you know, me and my dad have such a competitive spirit with each other that it's like, he he's just like every he's been to three CrossFit Games now, and uh, I've been to two, and like he's like uh, my goals always stay one ahead of you, and um, he's like I always want to have a lift that's stronger than you, so he's been like 
doing like 20 rep maxes on every lift lately. And he was like, you think you could hit this Think you could hit this? And it's, I just love the competitive spirit that we have because it drives me. It's just another extrinsic thing that drives me to be better. And, um, he's the one who showed me the sport too. And like got me introduced into this and got me hooked and, you know, uh, showed me how to find Pukey the clown, um, who was, you know, it was weird seeing that guy at, uh, the, the competition. I didn't even know that existed, but, um, having, having, my <laughs> Oh dad shit, really, really, crazy. you didn't, you didn't know Pukey existed until this year. No, I had no clue. And it was this actually after my fifth event was the first time I've really thrown up <laughs> truly from anything CrossFit. So it's kind of ironic. Oh, that was hey, hey, this is this is wild here. This is going to be a whole nother show. But that is basically what's happened to CrossFit. Do you see that? Yep. It, it, there. It, yeah, right. Right. Oh, CrossFit mess you up. Remember? And it had like, yeah, that was up. all that was all CrossFit was throw was up. Don't get rhabdo and, uh, and, uh, and, and salute your soldiers, man. We've the <laughs> whole nother show. Incredible. JR, anything else jump out at you on this leaderboard here um, before we kind of transition, talk a little bit about the event tomorrow for the guys? Cole Sager's lift, man. That was nuts. I didn't think he'd get over 300. 300? Dude, I'm not kidding. He's Dude, he's not as strong – like he's not as strong at the huge lifts, like as you yeah, would but think. Doesn't he kind of surprise you every single time he does it to the point where it's like, all right, you expect a little more than three hundred. Uh, Jr. Jr. What do you well, think, Mike Colsager? There in that spot, were you surprised by that? I think Jr. is frozen. I mean, if you look at the Wadapalooza, <laughs> if you remember Wadapalooza, he almost took like dead last with me in that lifting complex. It was like cleans and jerks. And yeah, that was the worst workout of all time. <laughs> you're talking about that that clean and jerk madness right it was like oh, yeah. seven reps five reps three reps yep. for the death yep and like the yeah only like the the biggest baddest motherfuckers on the planet made their way through it uh-huh what yep. do you guys think you think we'll see two pan checks uh on the uh podium by the end of this weekend here jerry are you back with us i i depend it depends i mean of course everything freaking depends but i i would think that Spencer still isn't going to find his way in there because I think there's going to be a couple other names that are going to filter their way into the top five. They'll totally finish in like the last case qualifier. If I were to give it a percentage, I'd say 25% chance he's in the top five, 75% chance he's in the six and seven spot. James, what about you? You got an opinion on them? Uh, I think Saxon's for sure got it. I think Spencer is, he was in the, the last chance qualifier last year and um, you know, he doesn't want to be there again. Obviously it's not a, not the best spot to be, but also it's another fighting chance. Um, this field's really good. It's really good. And especially with all the, like the gymnastic things that are coming up, you have to, you have to see that it's not from here on out. It's not really heavy weights. It's who can move a, a lighter barbell who can move, um, well in free space with gymnastic stuff. Um, yeah, I, I don't, I can't tell. Like I said, day one, it's weird. Do you, James, as a younger athlete, kind of have this thing where you want to take down the older athletes? Oh, because it's like it's like you're, you're guys that I want to beat more than others. Spencer, Spencer. Yeah. Oh, I mean, Spencer's 26. He's he's got a couple of years on you. I thought he was younger. I really enjoyed beating Jason Hopper in everything because he has <laughs> yeah. this football mentality of like like. I'm going to crush this fool. He's nothing. And then he'll look over at you every rep. Like it's like, like when you're doing GHDs, it's one rep over one rep over. And you're just like, bro, you're taking away seconds from your workout. 
Um, and he's like one of my good friends. I love Jason. He's so You don't awesome. think Frazier's telling him to knock that shit off? Like, stop looking at Spring. Get on, get on. I don't know. But, um, yeah, it's it's pretty fun, like, getting to push with him because, like, I just – I he was one of the guys I looked up to most last year and, like, being like, oh, I'm out next to him. And same with Justin. It was pretty dang cool. And now that I, like – I don't have, like, this fanboy mentality anymore. It's more just like I want to crush them. So you got the hit list at home. You said there were some athletes more than others there. Do yep. you do you list them out? Are they are you thinking about them and crossing them off the list? Oh, yeah. Like, I think I think about them more at night, but you know, it doesn't <laughs> matter if I beat Jason in four workouts because I gotta get strong and consistent. Like that's why I keep saying it's not over till it's over. Cause I had like a fifty-five point lead and then boom, like it's gone. You're taken out by an old guy. Yep. Little more that's, why, that's why he wants to take them all out. It's like a Billy Madison hit list. Yeah. You know, that's you know, <laughs> have, you, have, you, have you seen Billy Madison? James? I have. I have. Oh, you know, the lipstick guy. Yeah. Someone's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, stop it with the movies. <laughs> okay. So tomorrow we got an event. Uh, what do we got? Number three, the legless rope climb event here. Let me bring it up. On the women's Wait, side, what, what's that workout look like? I don't know what that workout is. Yeah, right, right. There hasn't been enough uh, discussion. <laughs> we haven't seen it enough here. yet. So, who do we think on the women's side? Who, Hiller? Who do you got for this? Who's winning this event? Bailey uh, Rail. Ba- yeah. And why Bailey do you Rail. like her? Because she was, did really well at the. She's had a history of doing well at pulling events, and the one that really sticks in my head is the pegboard event in 20, 2019, I believe it was. It was like the ten round workout with the pegboard, the double unders, and oh, the that was this year, squats. Is it 21? Yeah. Okay. 21, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, um, she did well at that workout. Did she the upper body pulling that she's got? She's lighter. She's really good at muscle ups. She's my pick. James, what do you see, do, James? Did you see the – um? so the the semifinal in Africa, the top guys were like 20 – the top time for the guys was like 20 seconds slower than like uh the top time at the syndicate. Like, wait, wait, wait. wait there's a semifinal in Africa? It's not the they didn't even cover the swim workout. I wanted to see it. Swim they didn't have a the leaderboard of a fittest in Cape Town. It's still not rocking. And the leaderboard's still gone. Wait, right? wait, 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 wait. Oh, it got updated. I saw it. It's it's up now. Yeah. Oh, it is up now. What are the odds there's someone watching this right now that's like these motherfuckers haven't talked about Cape Town yet? <laughs> okay, well let's, well let's take let's take a look at that here so we can talk about the two. Well, Jason Smith, who wins every year, is winning. Okay, and he's 38 and he's been winning it every year forever. And in the women, it's probably uh, – oh, Bezanet's not in first. Michelle Bezanet. What is she that other flag? flag? There's two flags. Oh, there's a third flag. There's Is there different parts of South Africa? Uh, no, just different countries on the continent. I'm sure it's just oh, other countries on the continent. Gotcha. So anything notable out of this? Hey, wait, wait. Sorry, sorry. Before we jump, before we jump there to Africa, what what was this? Can we talk about the second workout real quick? It's the. Did you talk about that, Susa? It's the rope climb, and then what was the second workout tomorrow? Um, let me bring it up. The uh, Mac Mile. They're doing that long one. It's running. Torque tank. Uh, torque tank. Uh, sandbag cleans. Torque tank. Uh, chest chest to bar. Wall balls. Everything. Yeah. And what's the time <laughs> limit on that? It's a twenty five minutes. Mile. Okay. All right. Sorry. Sorry to derail you. No, you're good. They won't? There will be, uh, my guess is, eight guys that finish it. Hey, tell us about the torque tank. Is the torque tank just complete horse shit? I'm like so anti-torque tank. <laughs> it was it was good for my event because it, the way they had it, it taxed your lockout. So you had to be locked out into the thing. And then with doing double dumbbell snatch and a doubles press, it really was, it was hard. So it was more upper body than a, 
But James, it's a competition, and we never see anyone pass anyone with the torque tank. So if you're doing muscle ups, we see a pass. If we see a run, yeah. we see a pass. Yep. If we see, yeah. uh, we never see a pass on the torque tank. And so, yep. like, I'm like, this this is a training tool, not a competition tool. I think that they make it way like the obviously the distance for the torque this year was way more than the torques for last year's events. Um, so they, maybe, maybe the programmers and the, the parameters for CrossFit were like, in order to see a more of a change, we need to program it for longer. And, you know, it did affect, like people slowed down with the, we had to push it like 400 feet for ours. Um, how many, how much volume is this? 700? No, they're at a total of 160 times four. 720? 640. 640. Yeah. So, so that's more than mine. You're going to see a separation on that. Guarantee it. No, but no one passes anyone on the yeah. torque tank is what yeah. I'm saying. It's because it's like like it's gonna be like a five second at most deviation for 80 feet, like between every guy. You're so right. it's just not worth it. It's just not worth it to go hard there at any point. Like, like harder, what if I told you what if I told you, James, hey, the torque tank is ridiculous. Just use a real sled where people are rewarded based on how much effort they put into it. Would yes, you agree I, I think that'd be beautiful. I, you know okay. the, the granite games too. Well you just the, locked uh, your you just lost your torque tank sponsor for all of root strength. I'm sorry. Oh no. Well Emma, Emma already got us one of those, so we're okay. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> um, I'm not the one who pulls in the sponsors. I'm I'm the broke one. Jared, what do you think about this event? Yeah, so when I look at this event, uh, although I do agree with Sevon and everyone else that I don't think you're going to win or lose on the tank itself, what I do think is going to happen, though, is the transitions in and out of the tank are going to be crucial. So going from finishing the tank to the first clean and then going from the 10th clean immediately onto the sled and back onto the runner are going to be the most important transitions in the workout. I don't think you're going to see a ton of separation on the 30 wall bars or 20 chest bars. And this also you know, isn't a running workout either. Like there's running in it, but it's it's 25 minutes and the 1600 meters of the workout is like, what is it? That's like one one fourth the workout. Right. Well, what, uh, is, JR, what, is, what is it then? What is it? It's uh, what I want to see if you uh, think, it is, what I think it is. The, the transition times. It's it's all about the transition times. Okay. Yeah. So, so so you and Jr. agree on that? Can you Jr. starting with you and then move to James? What what does a bad transition look like, and what does a good transition look like specifically? Okay. So let's say you start pushing the tank after the chest to bar pull up, and you cross the yellow line. Do you immediately put your hands on the bag and get your first, second, and maybe third clean before you take a breath? Or do you push the tank, stand up, tighten your belt, or put your belt on, chalk up your hands, and then get a clean? Yeah, agreed. I think or that- like James would do, James would run over and get a hug from his dad. <laughs> In the middle of the <laughs> event. That's anything, so that's, funny. anything that's an excuse to rest. So true. <laughs> yeah, this, this is uh, – I honestly, I can't tell if I'd rather do this one or the one from the syndicate. They're the 10 to 50, the skiing with Karen or this one. They're both gross, but this one is more, you can find places to, to kind of rest and recover. Like I, I know it's like, like wall balls for some guys are pretty hard and, and running is pretty hard, but you don't have to push the runner crazy hard here. You don't have to push. You don't have to go crazy on the pace with the tank. Cause it's a, uh, it's a stupid reward if you push harder. Um, yeah, it's, it's really just keep moving. It's, Hillary, it's not going to be, there's not going to be guys dying so bad at the finish line is, is what I'm thinking. 
So, Hillard, with it being coming down to the transitions, and I'm assuming you also agree with that as well, is this going to make for a tighter workout at the finish line? Or will we see some big separation in, ra- in the, the rounds two and three? On workouts like this, I think that they're rather capacity-based. So if you were to throw someone like James in there, I think he's going to come out on top because when I look at someone like James, I think he's got a pretty high capacity. Uh, and I think that, yes, the transitions are important, but I think that it's going to be a combo of who is able to kind of knock out the chest bar pull-ups the quickest while getting onto the runner and maintaining a decent running pace. And then, of course, moving the sandbag at a better clip than other people are going to be moving it. The the 10 sandbag to shoulder every single round can look very different for a bunch of different people. And someone like James, I can see him moving it much better than some other people. There will be a lot of touch and goes with that sandbag too on this. I I could see people doing like a six and a four or a five and a five. Like it's not, it's not like you have to do singles. I mean, it's a 150 bag for some guys is kind of light. And for some guys, it's not light at all. (laughs) Exactly. So I I think that that's going to be eating up a lot of more people than we think. What do we think looking at the women in this event here? JR, do you have a, do you have a favorite for this? Who are you looking at and thinking we'll run away with this event? Well, I mean, based off the fact that I do think there's going to be more separation than you think in that tank sandbag tank. Um, I really like watching Danielle last year's completely different workout, very fast power output workout, but the way that she went touch and go with the D ball was pretty impressive. I think for most of these women, you're going to see a lot more touch and go technique than you see with the men. So that being said, as long as Danielle doesn't blow up on the run, I really like her to kind of grind head down and grind on this one. We haven't talked about the true form, not being the assault runner either. It's a different runner. Mm. It, it's it's very slightly different, but it what, has a different what do you mean? It, it, it for is sure. It, is it harder than the assault runner? What do you mean by different? What is? I remember when assault came out, everyone was talking about how it was lighting up their hamstrings. And the true form runners is a different feel to it. And I always wonder like, how many athletes have gone completely assault runner and will not have very much true form experience because they're like same, same, but different. James, do you know about, have you used true form versus assault? Do you notice the difference? Yeah. The only time I used the true form was at Sam Quant's garage. And uh, I basically run this 400 meter thinking it's a 400 meter, but it was like a, it, it was 400 feet. And I thought I like set a world record on it. And I was like, <laughs> I'm, I'm the best runner in the world. Yeah. That's the only experience I have on it. I haven't been on it much. I don't run a lot in my training for good reason. Cause I'm weak as shit um, and good at running, but uh yeah, we'll see how it affects him. So, uh, JR, I got a question for you. A little off topic here. Um, j- totally off the record since I think, yeah, no one's listening anymore. Uh, give us your true opinion on this, JR. Would Taylor have qualified last week if he would have been healthy? 100%. Yes, 100%. So the thumb, if it wasn't for his injury, would be going to the games this year? Correct. The thumb. All right. The- All right. Uh, <laughs> What about you guys? You agree, Danielle Brandon, for this as well? Hiller? Oh, who, who do I think is going to take this out of the females? Who do you think? Uh, who said Danielle Brandon? JR. JR said Daniel Brandon. I, I'll, you know what? I'll go with Savant's pick. I'll go with Sydney. James, how about you? I don't know the woman well enough um, to know who's going to do well on this, but I, I know that. If there's like the grittier, the better on this. That's all I know. I know the men's pretty well. I think that Sager and and Pepper will be up there fighting for the top two spots here. 
Sydney looks like an angry motherfucker. She looks like she's uh, gritty. <laughs> is that is that what you picture for? You think she's got the grit for this one? I'm I'm just kind of piggyback off of what James just said that someone gritty. She she hasn't looked very happy. It's when I've seen her. That's a good that's a good thing sometimes. Uh, Turn on that evil face. Jr. What about for the uh, men's side of things for this event? Who are you looking at? Um, I wish there was someone in the field that's like. I see and I just think of as like a, a runner, like a long endurance athlete. Um, but I'm actually going to go on a limb and say that Spencer Pantrick performs really well on this one. Me too. Me too. Yep. That's exact. I'm going out on that too. That's exactly what I'm doing. Spencer too. I just think he knows the urgency is there to make his move and to climb back up closer to the fifth. And he's not going to wait um, until day three. You know, I think he'll do well on the legless workout. And then I think he'll go out and perform well on this one. I pick Cole Sager. Sager. Yep. He Why? Why? What do you he's, think about that? He will he's go a fucking monster running. He's a he's a great runner, and um, the sandbag isn't going to be an issue for him. And he's trying to get back to the games. Not like you know how they have like, they have like a mayhem workouts that are like if you think of mayhem, you're like GHDs, handstand walks, blah, blah blah. When you think of calm train, you think of these movements. Ah, uh, so you think he's just more well versed in this particular event? It's just his event. It's his event yeah. to lose. Yep, I think so. I think Saxton uh, goes right to the finish line and then stops and uh, goes over and helps Spencer cross and then Saxton crosses right after. Gets push helps him push his torque tank. Just I wonder if there's any rules against that. Just a little helping bit helping that. your opponents to cross the finish line. Yeah, or go yeah. And, go and sit on theirs to make it harder. Right. <laughs> I, I, I bet there'd be some sort of appeal process that wouldn't be followed through, so they would just not have, they couldn't do anything. <laughs> they, they would just have to let it go. Jason so Hopper tried to appeal one of my events and try and get one of my scores uh, taken, uh, pushed back because he was mad I beat him. Hopper did? Is that, yeah. is that true story? Is it's that a, true story? Yeah. He, I think he the was, story is – actually, I think the story is that Jason and James had a gentleman's wager before a workout. Whoever won owed the other one – the other one owed money. James was under the impression that Jason beat him. Jason told him that he beat him, but in fact he did not. So James sent Jason money. This was at really, Wadapalooza. It should have been the other way around. <laughs> is that true, James? Is that very true? true. Yeah, he came up to me after, and he's like, he's like, here's my Venmo. I was like, oh, shit, okay. And it was, it was late at night. We competed at like 1030. I'm just focused on like going out and having a good time. I'm moving to Florida the next day. So I'm like, I'll send him his money. Then I accidentally sent him more, too. So I sent him a 50 additional dollars, and he's like, I'm not going to send it back. And I was like, no way. You better send me that money. And it was it wasn't a, a big amount, but it was pretty funny. So we can you imagine be- being conned by Hopper? Holy shit, James. You <laughs> never tell that story again. That's that's why he was uh, staring him down at that last event and wanted that win. That's why oh he's my gosh. The list there. <laughs> yeah. It, it doesn't matter. I could beat him in four out of six and he still got second. I got sixth. He's consistent. <laughs> So looking at the event, we already talked about it for the women. It was pretty much a unanimous uh, Bailey rail. I think, JR, that's right, when your uh, internet connection started to go out. Women here, is is anybody, who do you got for this event? Are you on the Bailey rail train too as well for this one? I like that pick, yeah. Just, you know, Mayhem does legless once or twice a week for sure. So that's the second time I think you guys have noticed. So are we thinking these training camps in the way that it's programmed, it makes that big of a big of a, a difference between the two. Like, shouldn't they all just be training all well-rounded, but yet this event is a little bit better for mayhem. The last event was maybe a little bit better for people on comp train. Jared, what's your feelings on that? Like, 
Is it just yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I think every training camp probably has a little bit of their bias. You know, some really, really, really like to do heavy machine work, um, whether they do it at the end of a long session with like a Z2 with one machine or whether they do like 30 or 40 minute EMOMs on multiple machines. And then you have others that like to train skill work, not under fatigue, just to accumulate volume. And you have other camps that like to train skills under fatigue. So, yeah, I mean, I think that they're all going to have their own flavor. Who do we got for a second on this? We're all unanimous Bailey Rail, but we got to get somebody else in this mix. Who else uh, do we really get someone to say? Okay, for second place on the regional workout from 2014, I am going to go with Jessica Schwartz. Damn. No, I've seen her do rope climbs. I can't pick Jessica Schwartz. I, I, I spoke earlier about how she was on our team. She, she does that tip thing immediately. She's in to see this and be like, you motherfucker, how dare you say that about me? Say <laughs> good things about me, but I'm like, hey, you do do that tip thing. Uh, I will pick Daniel Brandon for a second. It'll go rail Brandon. Rail which Brandon. is, you know, real, real, really going out there, Andrew. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Who we got on the guy side for this? J- just so you know, I hear all of that. What? Because I listen. I just can't hate it. Rail Brandon. <laughs> Like it's like I hear everything, I hear everything. I'm just it's, I'm from a tortured soul. Rail Brandon. Okay, go on. R A I L, and then the dude's name, right? Brandon. Yeah, I don't care. I'm just telling you. I'm a listener. I'm a I'm a good listener. James, you got your boy on this one, Dallin. Uh, yeah, I got I got my boy on this. But then also there could be some guy. We're not. This is an event that some guy that we have no clue could do well could come do well. Um, so. You really can't guess here. So it could be the same for the – not as same for the woman, but all guys, 10 legs rope climb at this level is going to affect them pretty similarly. As It just comes down – it's an execution workout, not really – James, I have a question for you. How yes. in the hell did you avoid the rope on the floor? Oh, man. It's, it's as easy as if you need to go slower, <laughs> go slower. If you're worried Damn. about it, like go slower. You heard it here first, guys. Look and out for the rope. And did we get confirmed? Are the ropes cut now? Did that they're cut. They are cut, yes. Did, you, did they use scissors like you, Hiller? Uh, no, they're not as high-tech as I am. Oh, gotcha. They're still over yeah. here somewhere. You're, you're yeah, there they are. I still have them. JR, who are you looking at on the men's side for this event? Who do you got? I actually think Saxon's probably going to win this one. Saxon for this? Why is that? I've just seen him on a lot of rope climb workouts. I actually wanted to pick Spencer, but I already thought he was Redemption for his brother. Well, yeah. you you're talking about before if they're pretty low on event one, relatively speaking, that this most likely might be a, a better event for them. So wouldn't Spencer kind of categorize underneath that there because he did get 16th in the first event? Yeah, I think he would. And actually seeing him at Wadapalooza, um, James, correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't he win the uh, Bayside Chipper at Wadapalooza that had the rope climbs with legs? Uh, that was Velner. And then it was Corone then me. Okay. Yeah, but that was uh, – that was uh, I don't even know how to describe that workout. That was a shit show with those stepovers. Didn't even yeah. come down to those. those <laughs> yeah, I was just yeah. thinking specifically about the rope climbs. And yeah, how fast they were. How oh, fast for sure. Saxon, for but, sure. So I feel yeah. The volume here, off. you know, it's for for this workout. You just have to be if you're in a good spot, like in round eight. Just be more conservative in rounds nine and ten. Like people for the guys, it's like, can you finish the workout? It's not like. Oh, starting the workout's gonna be hard. Everyone's gonna be fine through round six, like for the guys at least. But yeah, was it even hard for you? Uh, it was a good warm up. 
Yeah, so, so you, you could say it wasn't hard. You also just said that you slowed down and took, what, second? I, I slowed down on that last rope climb because I was afraid of the same thing happening at West Coast to me the year before where I got I hit barely, and they called a no rep, and I couldn't get back up. So I was just like, dude, get a good rep under your belt. Who cares if you take second rather than first? Like, that's still a great placing. Yeah, because a missed rep on that event, you're done, right? Yeah. Like, if you have to go back up that rope a second time, you're, oh, yeah. you're pretty much being lapped at that point. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Hiller, who do you got for this? Were you also saying Saxon? On the men's well? side? Yeah. I like Noah. Noah for this Noah's one. short, really. Back. Yeah, I, I, I just think that Noah's going to – he has to, you know. <laughs> I, I, I really like Cole. So I, I would say Cole, and then because you made me take a second place on the last one, I would take <laughs> Noah for second. Those are going to go Cole, then Noah. And then uh, Saxon Panchuk's going to take 10th. So Noah really has to make his move tomorrow if he is going to get back back himself up. Oh, no, I don't think he's got to make a move. I just think he has to keep on taking third, which I guess you could classify as making a move. But He could, no. he could by the eight and a half theory, he could probably take fifth or sixth the rest of the weekend and be fine too. And even now, JR, what are you thinking about Noah? Is he, is he going to make that move tomorrow or do you think he'll just stay consistent and finish on top at the end of the weekend? I actually think he's going to make a big move on Sunday. Um, I like uh, I like his ability to do the toes to bar and the dumbbell snatches, possibly unbroken with the 70. And I think he's going to do really well on the final with all the muscle ups um, and the lunges. Um, going back to the legless workout, we talked about this morning, and I think I mentioned about Cole seemingly always punching his ticket to the games back in the day on the legless rope climb workout, maybe with thrusters yep. at the end. That's why I choose Cole. Yeah, so that's a great call with uh, with Cole. And he's just really athletic. He's been doing shuttle runs his whole life. I do expect him to be able to cover maybe a little bit more ground on the jump on the legless and to actually get into pulls every time. So, yeah, I think Cole's a really good call for that one. Did you guys see the picture that uh, Greg sent us? What? You see that? Is that the 100 pounds? Was that the 100 yeah. pounds of lobster? And some lobsters. Uh, so anything else before we wrap this up? I don't know if you guys even want to touch the uh, – should we just scan over the um, fitness in Cape Town leaderboard real quick? I mean, really, there's only two athletes to watch uh, throughout That's that. awfully rude. You're going to get canceled for saying that. <laughs> I get canceled for laughing at comments that are uh, made that here. So starting with the women, we already talked about it briefly here. Um, we have double Michelle for one and two at the top there. Uh, double Michelle. Do we see this changing or moving at all? Throughout yeah, the I'm going to choose Michelle Besnay because I know the name and I have a feeling that she'll finish over Michelle, who I don't know. They <laughs> are. What about you? What do you think? Of feeling? Yeah, I'll go with Besnay. She's a Crucible alum. She was uh, on the podium year one at, at Crash, so I'll, I'll stick with her. James, any thoughts on the females at the Fitness in Cape Town? Uh, I have no ah. clue. I've never, I, I've never really watched any of them. So you're under the uh, Matt Burns here. Skip them. Yep. Yep. <laughs> J- Jason Smith is going to win. And yeah, then he's so not going to do so hot of the games because that's usually how it works. 38-year-old who's still winning over in uh, his, his former regional now semifinal. He's 38. Wow, that's impressive. Yeah, uh-huh. that is, that is oh, impressive. Go Are Masters. you 21? No, I'm 20. I just turned 20 last week. So he's 18 years older than you. He is a yep. whole legal child older than you. Isn't that nuts? <laughs> Wait Jeez, I, 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 I got to take Savon's spot in this. I got to point out the stuff like that. I say things like, yeah, he could be your dad. <laughs> he, he could be my dad. 
Yeah. Is, is anybody from either either these two men or women's side, if the qualify, they're going to make it to the games, are they going to be at contention for a top 10 finish or a top five finish no. at all, do you think? No. No. Okay. I think that you could take a lot of guys from the North American semis, like they got sixth, seventh, or eighth, and they would go beat Jason. Oh, I think you could take some guys in the teens and they would go in there and beat Jason. Not trying yeah. to be a dick to Jason, but I think you were yeah. being a little nice. All right, well, before we just hammer on Jason here, we'll go ahead and move on past that. <laughs> he doesn't take last at the games. So let's just put it that way. So he's he not doesn't. bad. He's, he is good. He's strong as fuck, too. Yes, yes. Um, he had a 290 snatch. Not too many. Maybe last year, the year before. I mean, wow. at 38 years old, that's... That's crazy. That's insane. Okay, gentlemen, I appreciate it. Anything else before we uh, before we wrap up here, James? Oh man, just thanks on. for having me on. I think it'll be uh, cool to watch it all play out, and it's it's weird to be on the other side of things right now. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll yeah. see you tomorrow at uh, eight a.m. Right? Hey, oh, right. Yeah, come back. Man. Come back. Yeah. Well, let's go. I'll be back for sure tomorrow. I'd love to wrap some stuff up with y'all. Oh, perfect. I, I've seen a couple of people saying get James on here more, so let's go. Hey, yeah, there was sweet. actually quite a few comments that came in that came in about that. And I've I've been a big fan of James's. I got to spend a little time with his parents at the restaurant at Wadapalooza, uh, in between events and great kid, great family. So I'm oh, thank you, you guys. Us. I appreciate it. I'm I'm blessed to be able to come on here and share a little bit. I know uh you guys are all pretty smart and analytical, so hopefully I can just bring some laughs. Yeah, you know, my James, I gotta tell you that I have from my affiliate back in the day. There was a girl athlete. She was uh, 16, 17, 18, and yeah. she was a big fan of yours. Hey, sweet. She, That's she, really cool. And coming up, she's like, James Spring. Ah! That's awesome. Thank you so much. She, was, she, she would fangirl over you for sure. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's so cool. I uh, Yeah. This, the heartthrob that week, is James Spring. This, this last week has been crazy because it's like, man, it's been like a lot of really positive attention, but I'm also just still like, Frick, like if someone tells me I did a great job, I'm like, I appreciate that, but I don't feel like I did a great job. Like I still have a lot you know, to I was up. actually pretty pissed off at how terrible you've done that last workout. Dude, it's it was trash. <laughs> I, I'll tell you, I'll tell I'll tell you the story if you want to hear it real quick. But um event yeah. five literally did me in worse than any other workout I've ever felt in my life. And um and I, I came into that last workout just going, Holy shit, like you are feeling it, bro. Um and there's no in competition, everyone's feeling that way. I just uh I just remember like throwing up everything I tried to eat, having no fuel in my body and then getting out there like, whoa, okay, you're calling a big audible right now. Let's see what happens. Will you adjust anything in your training with that? Or is that um, just, definitely, just definitely going into semis? Um, like knowing that like there could be a really crazy event for um, like the beginning event and then you go right into the next one. You have to like start your warm up right away for the next thing. And I've never done that in trading. When I do a really hard piece in training, I'll usually go rest like three, four, five hours after. But now that I know that can happen in semis before like the six, eight weeks leading up to semis, I'll definitely change that and like have at least one or two days a week where I just do something terrible, like F up my body and then go and try to do something else. Man, the future looks bright for you. Thank JR, you. any, uh, any parting thoughts, sir? Yeah. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm really excited to see him in the last chance qualifier. I know maybe he's not wanting to think about training right now with all the sugar on his stomach, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually fuel. Next I'm, week, I'm sure he's going to be getting back after it. For sure. All right. I got to make mention because I think Travis might kill me, but we made patches for the, the no rep patches. Oh, so they're, avail they're available on Vindicate. Yeah. So they go on the vests and Dude, we're also launching the bed. shirt. So I got to point out the shirt. It'd probably just be easier if I did this. 
Hiller, it was parting true. thoughts, not plugging all your shit. Okay, hey, I don't know. What the, yeah, yeah, yeah. But from this, bro. <laughs> no, no. All right, he's a non-profit. Savan Savan never watches his own shows anyway, right? Yeah, so. yeah. You guys, you guys are gonna get me fired on day one. I already fucked my question up with Dave. I should have asked him how does it feel that it, is the rumors true? Is he gonna come back and save CrossFit for us? You should have. Why didn't you ask it? Did you? Were because you starstruck? I didn't know he was coming. And I didn't think about it. And then I panicked. I've been panicking the whole time. My palms are all sweaty. My heart rate's been at two hundred since I. I was going to say you've been a little bit quick with the words, but you've been doing. You've been doing great. I you think uh, if you grew your if you grew your hair up with the glasses on, no one have even known a difference. <laughs> you also need to get like a weird ass chair in the background, and all of a sudden you look like someone. Well, I'm gonna stack my. Uh, I'm gonna stack my papers here. Gentlemen, anything else before we jump off? We will be coming on tomorrow morning and uh, discussing the first events. We're not 100 sure on the schedule. We'll be getting up for you guys pretty soon here. Anything else before we go, gentlemen? I got nothing. All good. That's it. All righty, guys. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll be seeing you tomorrow. And don't forget, go buy some Paper Street coffee because they are awesome and they help us out with the show. And don't forget to like and subscribe. Someone might kill me for that one, but it's going to be what it is.